1: Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. If if barbecue sauce is not already an ingredient in that evening's dinner, he will make it one.
0: What fresh hell? Laughing in the face of motherhood. He likes a taco shell (laughs) filled with shredded cheese (laughs) with Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. I have a kid who does not eat pasta
1: a podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas so you don't have to. All right, I'll give you a good go-to. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the What Fresh Help podcast. This is Amy. This is Margaret. And this week, we're talking about go-to dinners your kids will actually eat. (laughs)
0: just i'm gonna listen i'm just gonna let you talk (laughs) and i'm gonna just listen during
1: this episode yeah this is this is like this it's the holy grail right of the of the thing every one of your kids will eat that isn't pizza well i was just looking at my kids um menu
0: for school you know the the cafeteria menu and i was thinking there must be kids who eat this food they're not making all this food and throwing it away every day but there are so many things on that menu that my kids still won't eat. Like what? Like it's squash ridiculous. frittata? Like
1: like very healthy yeah. stuff?
0: Beef nachos Mexican with spiced rice. I mean,
1: no way. <laughs> no way. My daughter used to say that her tongue was too sensitive to spicy. <laughs> so well, she my was... kids use the word spicy in a
0: way that really makes me laugh. They were, like, They describe at some point someone had grape Fanta at a party and it's become like, It might as well. Speaking of Holy Grails. I mean, it's exactly. It's the Holy Grail, like grape Fanta. But my son was like, I love it because it's so spicy. And he just means it tastes really strong. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It gets, it wakes up all the different sensors on his tongue. I'm going to say, and I will say that my kids have gotten much, much, much better. New Food Wednesday, for anyone who is not a regular listener, has really worked. Every Wednesday at my house, it's unfamiliar food night. And everybody knows that the rules of unfamiliar food night are you come to the table, you are not allowed to complain about the food, you try it, and if you don't like it, you don't have to eat it, but there's no other food served. And it has expanded our horizon, although... I realized that I've created a little bit of a catch 22 because like one of the things I made on new food night which is going to be a go-to dinner, empanadas. Yep. So easy and they as my sister said, they open up a whole world of pocket foods.
1: Oh my gosh, that like, was like that was pita. one of my topics. Yeah, yes. it
0: becomes a pita, it becomes a calzone, like once you get the pocket food introduced, you're in the world of pocket foods and and y- you've opened up a world.
1: Yes. Okay, so in pocket foods lead to other pocket foods. And of course, what goes in the pockets can be, yes. Let's start swapping out. All right, so we'll address that a little bit later. But everybody
0: loved empanadas. My son ate like three of them. It was a huge hit. But now when I try to give them to him, he's like, but I don't want them. It's not new food day. And I'm like, oh, no. The (laughs) whole idea of new food day is you eat it and then it becomes not a new food anymore. So anyway, we've still got to work out the dynamics of it a little bit. But
1: new food
0: day has opened
1: up a new world. You bring up something interesting, which is that the, so we went on Facebook as we do, we crowdsourced this one and we got some great ideas, which, which I have categorized here. We're going to go through, but it's always surprising, right? What, what works for your kids, what they'll all decide they're going to eat all of a sudden can often surprise you. And so that's really interesting that your new food Wednesday has in fact led to some new go-to things. It isn't, okay, we've had goulash once and never again. The well, kids are Well, yeah, like, Actually, although I like this. what I'm
0: saying is like, I am having a little trouble with that second step right now. Cause even if they like the goulash, they're like, but we don't want to eat it again. We, we tried <laughs> it. And I'm like, no. Uh. So <laughs> that part needs a little more finessing, but I think we'll get there.
1: So Jen on our Facebook page, she said she once tried to make a Venn diagram of food all three of her kids would eat. And then she just gave up. Right there was no overlap. They were I've, just
0: three non-interlapping circles.
1: And I have that and my and my daughter won't eat shellfish. She said she says it makes her feel weird. So okay, so I have to I have to honor that obviously because there's a difference I think between stuff your kids won't eat and stuff your kids can't eat to to state the obvious. Mm-hmm. So she she won't eat um, shellfish. And used to like it. And now she, you know, it makes her feel very nauseous and she just has this reaction to it and doesn't want to eat it anymore. Okay. But my, well, it's my other son. I have a son who uh, won't eat leftovers unless I can successfully repurpose them as something he hasn't seen before. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have like, to say, this is from team, last night. Team, your son, I can't
0: eat left. I'm so, <laughs> I cannot eat leftovers.
1: Well, here's my, I mean, here's my go to, but here's yeah. my go to dinner. Uh, a leftover, which is, you know, almost any um, meat sautéed in a pan with some barbecue sauce, with a lot of barbecue sauce, and put on a roll is not leftovers. It's, in fact, barbecue beef sandwiches or barbecue chicken sandwiches.
0: Well, last night, my uh, husband's going out of town, and I put a pork shoulder in the slow cooker. And now I've got shredded pork meat. So this, this week, tonight we're having pulled pork sandwiches. Wednesday, we will be having for new food night. This is how we roll. It's not advanced. We're going to be having pulled pork quesadillas just to be like, look, different food can go in the quesadillas. Like I made shrimp quesadillas one night, you know, I mean, it's even the new food could just be, hey, that food, you know, it has a new ingredient in it. Pocket foods pocket foods.
1: All right. Well, let's talk about those. And since we keep, we keep coming back to those, I think those are a hugely important category. Quesadillas, empanadas. I haven't ever, uh, made at home, but. So let me just explain that an empanada is just, um, hot
0: pocket,
1: but you get the pre-made, um, pie dough. It's pre-made. Oh, but you're making it. I thought you were buying like a box of frozen empanadas. You're making empanadas.
0: Well, it's almost just as easy. Like it's, pre-made pie dough and then you just put ground beef pulled pork whatever you want to put in it and then you just fold it over and bake it for 30 minutes put a little egg wash on top and you're done oh i like that and i think the kids can kind of see what goes into them and it's a little less mysterious they can even help make
1: them yeah that's that's what i was gonna say do your kids do your kids help you make them
0: eh i mean theoretically like that's one of those things i read in a book like oh yeah that makes sense if the kids tend the garden and grow the vegetables they'll want to eat them uh, the practicality of it
1: gets a little dicey. We do have a listener named Stacy who has chickens in her backyard, and so her kids eat. She said her go-to dinner was anything eggs, which is like that, mm. I mean, I dream of that. Are you kidding me? Oh. I have I have two kids who would rather starve um, than eat eggs than eat eggs, especially yeah, for I'm not dinner. Big, I'm not a big egg. Uh, person you really myself. even even for yeah even for me like you really have to put a lot of cheese and salsa and. and eggs. Things. It's just not uh, my thing. I know. They're just I have not to my say, thing. I
0: mean, I may need this for myself. Like I, I see all the things I'm, I'm like, eh, I don't really like leftovers Yeah, Eggs are gross. I well, I, that's why my kids are bad eaters. Cause I have, I'm a bad
1: eater. Absolutely. You, you, you don't make like my kids don't eat celery cause I hate celery. I'm not sure why there is celery. Well, you're I, right. Celery is disgusting. Right. Uh, salmon. Oof. hate salmon. Yeah. And, and, and so then I don't make it. And so then, then you revisit like it and and turns out a couple of my kids do like salmon because my husband likes it and will make it. like, um, you have that, but you, we but, haven't
0: even opened the fish door. I mean, <laughs> we have fish not, sticks. Yeah, I mean fish sticks, but but it's those aren't like,
1: right. You can't pat yourself I'm on the not back sitting that. around
0: making a piece of fish. It's so true that we grew up this way. Like, we grew up in a house where like the kids ate kid food because my dad worked late, and then my mom would make a nice dinner for her and my dad to eat later. And I think that I. I mean, my, we would never have eaten like pulled pork as kids. Like we only ate like six things in a rotation basically. And it's fine. We're all fairly normal eaters now. It, it, it worked out. So like, even if your kids are horrible eaters, don't, don't sweat it that much. It works out. It's fine. I, I realized that for me, like, I feel like my kids are like the fact that they've tried shrimp, they're like, whoa, way outside the norm, but
1: they're actually quite picky eaters still. Do you think, I think sh- shrimp kind of showed up a lot on our Facebook page as one that that kids will kids will eat. I mean, it, as, as opposed to a piece of tilapia or something. Shrimp, shrimp just somehow, it's a little sweeter and it's bite-sized or something. And the kids, it showed up a lot as something that, that as a go-to dinner. And it also yeah. takes five minutes. I mean, I love shrimp.
0: I would eat shrimp for every meal. I love shrimp. But I do think there's a texture issue. Like... My sensory guy doesn't like shrimp and I, I do think there's my sister who will eat like a cow's face. Like she's one of those people who like goes to like weirdo restaurants and eats crazy stuff, but she won't eat shrimp. She's like, Oh, it tastes like a brain. <laughs> it's kind <laughs> of right. Like it,
1: it's it got a gross texture. <laughs> I can't I can't help you there.
0: I do have for those of you I who, love it. I mean, I love it and I do serve it to my kids.
1: It, it's a, it's a go-to dinner in my house. I have a I have a recipe. I'll put it on the show page. It's one pan shrimp and broccoli. You just sort of talk, put it on a big pan with some olive oil and a bunch of salt and you stick it in the oven for 15 minutes and it's a one pan dinner and my kids all eat it from a pretty from a pretty young age. So that's all a, right, we're that's one of in. my go-to dinners.
0: I mean, I will say that the thing that has delivered us with our go-to dinners basically is um, ketchup. I put the story up on the um, Facebook page a long time ago, so I'll tell it very briefly. But my son, so you get to request, people can request on um, New Food Wednesday. So like my son was like, I want to try sausage. Like, all right, I put sausage and pasta, whatever. wasn't a big hit. It actually didn't taste very good. I didn't do a good job making it. But my oldest came home and firmly announced that what he wanted for new food Wednesday was lobster thermidor
1: uh-huh. which i later found out it's cuz it was batman's favorite food <laughs> yeah in the batman lego movie yes he's he home eats- he's home by himself he comes home and the butler's made him lobster thermidor and he like eats it over the sink so as a that
0: is what my son <laughs> wanted and so i kind of got caught up in it and i made lobster thermidor which you, we'll have to just post the recipe on the show page so people can know how bonkers it's, this process th-
2: Right,
1: was. exactly. You could have done, you could have opened a can of, like, you know, I don't know, uh, New England clam chowder and said it was lobster thermidor. But exactly. But you, you went I, the distance.
0: Well, it just tickled my funny bone. And so I actually made lobster thermidor, which at one point involves making a lobster custard with, like, eggs and the shells. I mean, it was bonkers. But I served it, my husband, first of all. I mean, it is a dish that could only have been invented in the 1970s it's like four sticks of butter and heavy cream and lo- I mean it is so unhealthy my husband would have eaten eight servings of it I mean uh-huh. he was in heaven um my other two kids were like Ugh, it's gross I don't like it but my son who ordered it just poured a load of ketchup on top of it and ate every single bite <laughs> And he's like, me and Batman have something
1: in common. We love this stuff. Did it hurt you inside at all when your lobster custard had, had ketchup going no, on top it, of it?
0: No, I just was so happy that it was being eaten. I mean, he ate a huge serving of it.
1: And so, you know. that's that. I, I, I've come to accept that. My, one of my sons wants barbecue sauce, which I do think is a go-to dinner um, enabler. But he will put... If if barbecue sauce is not already an ingredient in that evening's dinner, he will make it one. He just he'll have a bite and he'll think about it, and then he'll get up without saying anything and he'll go over to the refrigerator and he'll come back with the Trader Joe's barbecue sauce. And I'm just like, you know, whatever, knock yourself out.
0: Yeah, I, that is definitely something to let go of. Like the well, I laugh about this with my husband all the time because I was never a cook before I was married. I I would cook myself like a veggie burger or whatever. I just was never someone who cooked ever anything. I was a baker a little bit, but never, I never cooked. I mean, I would assemble food for myself, like yeah. pre-made ravioli with little pesto sauce and a salad. Like that's, right. that, that was the kind of cooking. The idea.
1: Trader Joe's open, open bag of yeah. frozen open Trader it. Joe's something.
0: Yeah. Um, and so since I got married and had kids, I've really invested kind of a lot of time into figuring out how to cook. And now I'm a, Decent, but not great cook. But I can lobster really make thermidor. Yeah, lobster, lobster, make a lobster I can make a lobster. I can make a lobster thermidor. Like I can, can I whip can whip that me. up. You could throw that together. Very good at following a recipe, and I realized with my husband, we call him the goat because like he everything is good to him. He loves <laughs> everything, like tin can or lobster thermidor. He likes them both, you know. And it used to kind of drive me crazy that like I could. Spend six hours making, recreating like a favorite dish of his that he once had at a restaurant. It would take exactly the same. And he would love it. But if I heated up some leftover pulled pork and threw it on a Hawaiian roll, he would love it exactly the same. And I used to kind of get a little nuts. Like, uh, but one of them I worked six hours, you got to take yourself out of the equation. Like, they're eating. I don't care if they're putting barbecue sauce on it. I don't care if they're
1: dumping ranch dressing. Whatever it is, if they're eating it, your your job is done. Yes. Walk away. Yes. Yes. That's that's the goal. So I think so. That's why that's why the go to dinners have to be something that doesn't take six hours because you need to detach from um, your effort being what they're supposed to be applauding instead of you know just shoveling it in their mouths. For sure. Particularly when you have two teenage boys, as I do. I just, uh, at least three nights a week, just make a pound of pasta uh, in addition to whatever we're having. And there's also pasta because I, they'll eat it. It'll go. And, yeah. and then you don't have to hear anybody complain. I have a kid who does not eat pasta. Any sorts? Any sorts. I had a son who would only eat penne, not ravioli, you know, not, no other tubular pasta, just penne for like but 10 years. I just, years, but I now just sat anything. him
0: down. I used to have a kid who didn't eat pizza, and I just sat him down and I said, Here's the thing. You have got to learn to eat pizza because it's served at every birthday party. It's served everywhere. It's not liking pizza is not an option in your life. And I just had that same, like, come to the woodshed moment with my son. I just said, you've got to figure this pasta thing out. Because...
1: It, it, it's too annoying that you don't uh, yeah eat no as you as you travel out in the world the the thing that will be offered to you as a sop picky eater is pizza or pasta right but you have to be able to use those since you won't want anything else that people will offer you
0: and you eat bread and you eat flour I actually used to think he had some sensitivities around flour again like don't project it's just like no you gotta figure this one out mm-hmm. gotta be able to eat pasta mm-hmm. butter or sauce so I one of my go-to dinners is spaghetti and meat sauce because the two kids eat the spaghetti with no meat sauce and the other kid eats the meat sauce with no spaghetti. <laughs> so I consider it a victory of a dinner because everybody eats. But I, I will say, I do think there's a factor of age at play. We were just um, with my whole family and our whole family is now whatever, 16, 17 people, meaning my siblings, their wives, kids. And we'd gotten trays of lasagna because what else are you going to serve, you know, 18 people for dinner? And my kids basically would be like, I don't want lasagna.
1: Yeah, my kids don't love lasagna either.
0: And we just served it. And I was like, this is what's for dinner. And they kind of made do. You know, they didn't eat a giant, huge helping, but we've spoken about it before on picky eater topics. There is a biological imperative that little kids, new foods, they're dangerous. There's a reason why they kind of don't eat them. It does get better. Even my quite picky nine-year-olds kind of reluctantly ate the lasagna.
1: Well, I think there's a difference between when you're out at, you know, uh house and there's lasagna and that's what there is. You figure it out and, and then our sort of weekdays at home. That's why we do, but when it's our kids and it's another Wednesday night, we do have to figure out things they will eat. Cause you were talking about school lunches before. And it seems to me there are two two ways the school lunches can go. One is what you were saying that it's squash frittata, and they're trying to they're trying to feed the kids more healthy foods, and so therefore your kid doesn't really eat lunch. That's mm-hmm. that's what that's what I see happening. My kids come home like lunch wasn't that good, and so they didn't eat lunch. Or they are. I was watching this Netflix documentary called Fed Up, which is about oh is childhood Jamie- obesity. Yeah. And sugar, and it's Kitty Couric is is narrating it. I really recommend it because it's sort of really sort of changed some of my notions that I had about what, what's what's healthy eating and and what isn't. That it's really all about sugar. But but the the sort of uh, one one of the many devils in this documentary is the school lunches. Which at least in this documentary, the kids are still having pizza and French fries because they both count as vegetables <laughs> due to the food lobbying. Right. Um, and and so your kids are either. Getting a healthy lunch at school and not eating it, or eating junk at school and eating it. So, so right. you, I you mean, do it's have to like a problem
0: of like they they do, you know the studies are like if you put in healthy lunch and kids are going to have like soda and MMs from the vending machine. Although right. I think they've taken vending machines out now, but it's like they're just going to not
1: eat it. Right. So either way, you can't think, you can't every night say, "Oh, it's a zonga too bad." You do you do need to figure out things your kids will actually put in their mouths. Well, once in the and while.
0: I could probably make like a squash frittata that my kids might eat because it's fresh and hot. I mean, the problem is also like mass industrializing healthy food. It all tends to turn a little gray and sickly, you know. <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. harder to make healthy, bright veggie foods for three thousand people than it is to make it for three people. Right. All right, give me another, give me another. All right, I'll give you a good go-to. Yes, I that need one.
1: My, my sister-in-law, um, she put this on Facebook, and I'm putting it on our Facebook page because it's so good. She This is one of her, like, on the fly, oh, my God, it totally worked, Asian noodles. This is what she, she's like, okay, what's for dinner? She took a pack of egg noodles, okay, boiled them, and then just for the last minute that they were boiling, when she was about to dump them out, threw in some like chopped up leftover vegetables that she had around, like a couple of baby carrots and a little bit of broccoli, just sort of uh, the ends of what was ever in the refrigerator. Threw those in for the last minute, drained it all together, uh, tossed it all with a bunch of soy sauce, Asian noodles. And her kids were like, couldn't get enough of it. Huh. And she totally tripped and fell into her new go-to dinner.
0: That's a good one. I mean, again, I feel like
1: my kids would still be like, "There's weird stuff in these noodles," <laughs> but you just got to power through. You do power through. You do. We served um, my my uh, brother's kids were visiting us, and my kids love dumplings. Speaking of container foods, uh, I know, and it's just it's just like ravioli. But since my kids are New Yorkers, it's just like dumplings are so omnipresent that to us they just seem like eating pop tarts or French fries, like the the, the most right. Um, picky eater friendly food, but to these cousins, they're like, "What is this?" And so we right. we wanted them to have these dumplings, and my my six year old nephew cut into it, and he said, "I see, there's some little bits of green in there." Ugh. And my my oldest was making a valiant effort, saying, "No, no, no, don't you see? Like the the outside of the dumpling, they dyed it a little bit pink, and so that's just a little bit of like extra flavor sprinkles that are green, and they put in there, and and he, the six year like takes one bite, and then he says. Well, my least favorite food is dumplings. <laughs> but I, I tried mean, it.
0: That's like when people are like, and then I just throw vegetables in in the last minute. It's like, this, my six year old still has that thing of like, there is something green. Like their okay. detector is so set to like, I will find weird vegetable
1: you put in here mm-hmm. you know i've given up on sort of trying to integrate the vegetables into stuff like i have i have beef stroganoff on the docket for this week because it's egg noodles everybody likes beef everybody likes i'm gonna put some mushrooms in there and we'll see what happens but my kids are old enough now it's like oh my god just pick they're, they've moved past the super picky thing, right? But in our house, the best the best way to serve vegetables that my kids will eat is just to serve them raw. Carrots and those um, those little sweet peppers you can get in the grocery store now, like mm-hmm. bags of mini sweet peppers, and uh, even green beans they they will eat all of those raw much more than they'd eat them in some you know fancy. I don't know, almondine way that I made in the oven.
0: That's right. I mean, that's how I find it too. And we we do a lot of dinners that are like the picture of the plate, you know, like chicken, roast chicken or rotisserie chicken, vegetable, like steamed broccoli or plain carrots or something, and then biscuit or roll, and then maybe rice or some sort of starch. But like those dinners
1: we have very little problems with.
0: Those kind of very standard like everybody take a little bit of everything.
1: The rice cooker is definitely your friend, right? I've I've discovered that if if I'm either making a pound of pasta or a couple of cups of rice, do you have a rice cooker? Yes. I mean, there's, it just, yeah, it's so fix it and forget it. It's really worth the $25. Yeah. What about a slow cooker? Let's talk about slow cookers. Do you have go-to slow cooker? Well, you just said you do a pork shoulder.
0: Just did a pork shoulder. Pot roast, anything that comes out of the um, slow cooker goes onto that picture plate where it's like anything. Whenever I say to my kids, "What are we having?" roast uh, pulled pork, m- p- roast pork, chicken, like the protein problem. That's totally interchangeable. Fish is a little dicier If I'm like, oh, the the, the protein piece of the plate is fish, Dicier.
1: But basically. Everything that comes out of slow cooker is fine. Uh, my, we have a uh, baked beans in the slow cooker recipe that my kids. Mm, if you're trying to get your kids to eat serve beans, 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 beans. I didn't grow up eating beans. They're we great don't... for your heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, be- Wait, beans in the slow cooker. It's just beans with an entire bottle of barbecue sauce. And and my child, like his face lights up when I say we're going to have baked beans for dinner. So they could and, they could. But be- is
0: that that's not the dinner?
1: That's a side. Well, it could be the dinner, but we usually side for us, yeah. Because I'm at this point, I'm just making vast quantities of of food, right? So yeah, there be big, big, big beans and yeah, some and the rotisserie chicken and a pound of pasta, yeah, and that's what's for dinner. But beans are and then and then the quesadillas. That's a good place to get some black beans. in. we we weren't always uh, eating beans at our house either. Although my picky eater. As a child, we've talked about this, but how like your picky eaters just grandfather in the most random things that are left over from when, this is how I think it happens. They're one and a half, they'll eat anything. They're two, they won't eat anything. But they all have left over some very strange um, holdovers from the time when they were more amenable to eating. And so mm. my picky eater ate white beans with rosemary. Uh, he, he loved that. He would eat penne, chicken nuggets, and white beans with rosemary. And that was, that that, was about that's it.
0: A, that's a weird trifecta right there. Yeah.
1: So anyway, that was, that's one of my go-to dinners, and that's probably pretty random. But I have a shrimp, again, shrimp, oh, with white beans and rosemary that also takes five minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put that in the show page, too.
0: And I want us to go to break, but before we do, I'm going to give one last tip on this topic, okay. which I've started doing, and it's really helped me. I have a notebook that I carry everywhere. It's called The Book of Meg. I write everything down in my book. Keep a running list of the foods that your kids eat, and then therefore, when you're making your weekly menu, you go and you're like, "Oh, we could do white beans and rosemary. We could do those kind of beans." Mine's are like ribs, empanadas, quesadillas, you know, tostadas. Like every time you plant a new flag, write it in your book, because what we tend to do if I don't look at the book is kind of fall back to the same four foods all the time. Yeah, I like that. And you you have like a list of even if it's. 65 different dishes you just pick for you mix and match off of that list rather than having to reinvent the wheel every week 65 dishes I mean no I have like 12 okay I'm saying what if you did yeah I said even if you did I don't (laughs) okay
1: I like that I have my own version of that but let's go to break and we'll come back and I'll I'll tell you how I do the same thing all right good we've had a lot to say already but much more to come listen to this comedy bit and
0: we will be back to talk more about go-to dinners If you like Food TV, you'll just love Food TV Jr. Offering a range of programming that covers the topics kids care about most. Tune in tonight when our programming kicks off with Why Are These Foods Touching? The peas are touching my bread. I'm not eating that. Why are these foods touching? If you make me eat this, I will cry. At 7.30, we bring you our beloved classic, That Looks Weird. Is that something green?
1: That looks weird! Why did you make this? Are you trying to torture me?
0: Immediately followed by back-to-back episodes of all sorts of chicken nuggets. Yay, chicken nuggets! And don't forget to tune in Saturday for an all-day marathon of That's Not How Liam's Mom Makes It. She doesn't make that weird brown part on top.
2: That looks really gross.
0: Not gonna eat that. Food TV Jr., where kids come to
1: eat. That smells like vomit. Can I just have a sandwich instead? So, Margaret, what are the two worst questions about dinner?
0: Uh, Two worst questions about dinner would have to be what's for dinner and also
1: what's for dinner. Yes, what's for dinner, but then who's going to get what's for dinner, all the stuff. Ah, also terrible, who's going to do the shopping. Terrible. So I come to you today with a new answer to both questions. Okay, what's for dinner?
0: Uh, and what's for dinner? The, the answer is always, it's me who
1: gets this stuff, right? Well, now it's going to be, what's for dinner? Hello, Fresh. Who's going to get all this stuff? Hello, Fresh. Amy, tell me more. Did you know Hello, Fresh makes it convenient and easy to cook balanced and delicious dinners for your family for less than $10 a meal? I mean, I did because I read the copy, but
0: also I did because. I've tried HelloFresh. So I'm not only a spokesperson, I'm also a satisfied customer.
1: I am too. Well, what do you like best?
0: I'm going to go with the fact that there are so many one pot recipes and it's easy cooking and even more importantly, easy cleanup. Amy, what's your favorite part?
1: Well, for me, I like that there are three plans to choose from the classic veggie and the family plan, which obviously is what I pick. And it, it sort of features meals for the whole family that your kids will want to eat. Hmm.
0: That's always a tricky one that your kids will want to eat. (laughs) But Amy, what if I'm the kind of person, which I am, who's afraid to commit to things like HelloFresh? Because what if my plans change?
1: No, I know what you mean. It can be a hassle with these online things, but this one, they make it super easy to suspend delivery for one week or six weeks, whatever you want. And you pick the delivery day that, that works best for you. And that can also change from week to week.
0: And you know, I love a new food Wednesday, Amy. What could be better than HelloFresh for a great way to get your family out of their comfort zone and try new things you never thought you'd cook without having to make things like lobster custard for a Lobster Thermidor?
1: This and, and something that works for me is that when the HelloFresh comes, my kids are excited to unpack the box with me. And then they're looking at the cards and they actually want to cook. They're prepping and they're chopping, which it does not usually happen. And then because they're making it, then they eat it. They eat the new thing. Amy, I would like you to give me an example of this from your real life. So we just tried in our our, uh, HelloFresh box. We got the tomatoey tortelloni soup with baby spinach and sausage. And they ate it, and everybody ate spinach, and it was really good.
0: I mean... Everyone ate spinach. You've got me with the line, everyone ate spinach. (laughs) Guys, if you're like me, you've been hearing these ads forever, but you were too busy with other things, too intimidated to try it. Seriously, this is the perfect solution for those of you who are
1: looking for new go-to dinners. So for $30 off your first week of HelloFresh, you just visit HelloFresh.com and you enter the code MOTHER30. That's HelloFresh.com,
0: code MOTHER30. Check them out.
1: Okay, we're back, guys. We're back. So I do my version of the of the um, you know, the list of foods, and I do it on the internet because I'm more of an um, online person. But I use, I use Evernote, and I have a What's for Dinner This Week um, document that I keep going, and then I just kind of cut and paste it. I mean, of course you do. Well, but it's the same on. as a written list. I'm just doing I know, it. it is. But I do – I hate – figuring out what's for dinner. I hate it. I I hate like, oh, it's 5.30 and what are we going to eat? And I discovered in the last year that taking all the pain on a Sunday uh, and and writing out who's for dinner Monday night and my kids are older now so it's like, this one isn't home Wednesday night. This one's not getting home until 7.15 on Thursday night. Uh, and my husband's traveling for three days. It's it's a very moving target how many people you're cooking for that night. And so I, I make a list of who's going to be home each night of the week, uh, what time I can start making dinner, if at all, or if it's going to be a order dumplings night. and right. And then I do. I go back to the... I go back to the last, like, three months of what was what we made for dinner. They're all just, you know, in this dock yeah, and just smart, through. Yeah, that's like, they're all
0: the same place. Yeah,
1: and then I do try to pull in new stuff, as you said, so you don't go to the same fallbacks, but you do sort of say, oh, yeah, I forgot we had Asian noodles and they liked it, and, and you put it on there.
0: I think that's a really good suggestion. And in general... Um I keep a whiteboard in the kitchen, and for those of you with younger kids, I actually keep a whiteboard with all the days of the week, and then we fill, on Sunday we fill out, and the kids can have input. Like, what do you want? Okay, we can have that Sunday, Monday. And it also helps with younger kids, especially kids who have anxiety around their food, that it's kind of predetermined what's for dinner. We don't have the debate every night. It's like they say about going to the gym, like write down the days you're going on your calendar and then go those days. If you have to have a conversation about what's for dinner every one night, it's so annoying.
1: Yeah, no, I have. I I feel so much better when I'm like, okay, it's Wednesday night and I'm looking at my list, okay, it's beef stroganoff and I already had the ingredients because I ordered them all uh, on Sunday night when I decided what we were having That's all week. what we do. I
0: mean, we do the shop, there. but like
1: Sunday, big shop. And, and the other thing is,
0: one of the many things we were having a problem with was wasting food. Like, oh, I, I would go to the store and be like, Oh, let me get this pork tenderloin. The kids like that. Oh, let me grab this. And, and then, you know, we would get busy and this one was in town. Let's go out to dinner and the food would go to waste. And, now I make the entire weekly menu before I shop and I just get the things on the menu and we eat what's on the menu. And if we don't, if we miss for some night, because like, oh, we went to your school plan, let's all go grab pizza afterwards and make a nice night of it. Everything just bumps a day. It's just the food waste has been way cut down by being more, yeah. slightly
1: more organized about it. I never thought as somebody who really doesn't really like meal planning and cooking and I, I don't, I don't like it. So the last thing I thought I was supposed to do is lean into it and get all family. Circle about it and and plan it out right. ahead of time, and yet I, it it is in the end. Like I said, you take all the pain for about an hour and a half on a Sunday night. I'm planning the menu and then order, and I do. I order most of our groceries online because that's in a right. big city easy you're to in do. New but I do it all on Sunday, and then I don't have to think about it on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's worth it to to oh, take the pain. It's so
0: I mean, I am the person who. When people make parenting suggestions, I'm like, "That might work for you, but not for me. That's terrible. I don't want to do it. That sounds like work." But this is so worth it. So worth it.
1: Yeah. All right, ready for a go-to dinner? I'm ready. Sheet pan fajitas. This is another like one-pan thing. I got this on from Williams Sonoma of all Mm, places. I'm adding that to my list. It came in a like box with a you know new blender. Um, It's just yeah, it's just like skirt steak, which you can get these days already pre-marinated in the grocery store right, right. get up get a bag of skirt stick that's already marinating and whatever and just slice it up and then you cut up some peppers and you and onions mm-hmm. if your kids will do onions and you stick it in the um oven and it's one pan you don't have to and then and my kids are so excited when they hear that that's what, what's for dinner and if you want to go
0: a little um bigger with it put avocado like give them lots of choices of stuff to put in yes that's which- is another suggestion that I often hear. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea, except for my kids just choose like meat and cheese. You know, my, we were, I was driving home with a friend yesterday and my son said, we need to have taco night. I love tacos. And my friend said, oh, what do you like? What kind of tacos do you like? And he said, oh, cheese tacos. And she's like, oh, that sounds like you just like a lot of cheese on them. I'm like, no, he likes a taco shell filled <laughs> with shredded cheese. That's what he means by right. cheese taco. Like so I do think sometimes that suggestion of like let them pick the wonderful fresh vegetables they're going to put in it, it. It's not always
1: 100%. It doesn't. But it's a but it's a and it does use every single bowl in the house too, which I don't love about taco night. But that's that's also <laughs> one heavy rotation for us because they do get there. They start you're right with the taco with cheese. We do something called walking tacos, which my sister-in-law Diane got us going on. I think it's like a, you know, camping thing, but we just do it. Instead of taco shells, you just have a bag of Tostitos. So you have a bowl of like Tostitos and the kids can like crumple those up and put it, put it in with, we put like salad stuff out and then like taco meat and cheese and guacamole and salsa and uh, black beans. And then, you know, uh, Tostitos. And so the, yeah, most of the kids do it all in a bed of Tostitos, not in a bed of of lettuce, but, but they come around and that's how I ended up getting black beans in my kids diet. They all sort of reluctantly on the fifth time tried some and now they, now they eat them. And I've done other versions of that too. You can find, um, I'll put some up on the page, um, like souvlaki bowls and you do sort of, you put out like, again. I know your kids probably won't eat these the first time they see it, but like feta cheese and olives and here's chicken and here's some diced peppers. And it uses every darn bowl in the house. But if you really are struggling with uh, making one dinner for everybody, those it's a nice way those make your owns can be a pretty good way to do it.
0: And yeah, if you're willing to commit. We once had a taco night when the kids were quite small, maybe like four or three and or something. (laughs) I think I took a picture. If I can find it, I'll put it up on the show page. But it ended, and I said to my husband, we would have done better just crushing up some taco shells, cheese, and chicken and putting it in front of a high-powered fan and blowing it at the children (laughs) because they would have probably gotten more Food and made less of a mess. Like that's what it looked like. Like just a taco apocalypse in the kitchen. You said so you that. you might want to hold off on that until they're a little may- bit older.
1: Yeah, maybe. You said that about biscuits recently too, that like oh, the yeah. crumbly, crumbly biscuits. I don't know.
0: It's I just, I finally, again, I've been finally sitting my kids down on a couple of these issues and saying like, we have reached the end of the like, you just pulverize a biscuit with your fingers. <laughs> eat two bites of it and the rest of it is like in my hair like <laughs> that you stop it's enough you're at an age now where you just take a bite of a biscuit and then you put it back down on your
1: plate let's move on to soups I I, I have Jay Leno hat, does material on this that soups he doesn't eat soups or he doesn't understand soups like they're not they're not dinner and his point of view like okay now I had some soup now where's my dinner I kind of have that feeling about soups to I wouldn't serve those as a main course for my dinner because that's like where's my dinner what do you think?
0: We do soup for dinner sometimes, and we do have this great soup that all of my kids eat, and it is chicken, broccoli, leeks, and then I blend it with an immersion blender. So it's like you don't have the option of like picking around the stuff. It's it, We call it green soup, and it's green soup and biscuits night, and that's one of our go-to dinners. and. Um, We just started that one really when they were really young, and like we've we've carried it all the way through. And the kids
1: occasionally were like, "I don't like this anymore," and I'm like, "Too bad. It's green soup and biscuits, one of our (laughs) go-to dinners." And the idea that green soup was somehow sort of grandfathered in as something you're like, "There you go. That's a perfect example." I I won't eat pasta or pizza, but green soup, okay, I'll tolerate that. Is is uh, is crazy? But that's why we have to share these ideas because I would never consider that as 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 a dinner. Being
0: kind of sometimes kind of labor intensive, but. It's not really. I don't know why. I'm just not a big soup person. I look at people's soups and I think that sounds really good. For somebody else? For somebody else (laughs) who
1: wants to do that. So Rebecca. For some soup freak. Rebecca must be a soup freak. She recommended on our Facebook page making a loaded potato soup.
0: So I've done it. I've done it.
1: I think it's It's like bacon and cheese and potatoes
0: and I don't mind like a blended, like a baked potato soup. To me, that's dinner. Like a watery, like things floating around in its soup, for some reason, I have more trouble with. A consomme.
1: Yeah, that doesn't seem appealing <laughs> ten- to me. But I'm, all right, I'm, I, she didn't put up the recipe for a loaded potato soup, but I'll see if I can link to a good one. Because I've oh, tried that. Oh, there's My-
0: tons. They're good. That
1: You could sell that. And there's bacon in it, right? Which is another... It's just basically like baked potatoes, bacon, and cheese. So Do, you your, get, do your kids eat bacon? Oh yeah, I'm bake, three for three. I'm bacon. Bacon I mean, BLTs are a go-to dinner in my house. Yeah, and you we make don't it, do that. If you do a BLT, do you have a George Foreman grill? I still have an old-school George <laughs> Foreman grill No,
0: because it's not 1986. Oh my Amy. god,
1: you you will pry this out of my cold dead hands because it makes bacon. Uh, you know, it cooks it on both sides, and the grease all drips out onto this little plate you put underneath it, and it's so easy to clean up. So that's we will make. Just
0: make it in the microwave.
1: BLTs. Oh, within the paper towels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's a mess, but at least it soaks up the grease.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just throw away the paper towels and I'm done. Um, But neither one of us uses a pan. That's interesting. Okay, I want to talk about another go-to dinner that is random that my sister introduced me to. And I was very surprised by it, but we've had some good luck with it. Okay. Savory muffins. So instead of making muffins that are just like blueberry muffins, like egg and bacon muffins. Okay, they, they're, I can sell those things. And then you can reheat them and have them for breakfast in the morning.
1: The, the egg, I wouldn't talk about the egg. I think I would just sort of uh, let no, no, it be No, no, no. Don't talk about
0: anything that's in
1: them. <laughs> Bacon, you can say. Yeah. like Bacon's a, evident. You can smell it. Savory muffins. It was, I've never thought of it. It was a good one for us. That's a related to something a couple of people mentioned, which is the breakfast for dinner category. Yes. That Sa- Sarah has a toddler who won't eat anything, anything at all, except breakfast for dinner. He likes pancakes and sausages, uh, for any meal of the day.
0: Well, I mean, I had such a revelation at some point when I was making pancakes and, um, bacon for dinner. When we were growing up every once in a mile, my mom would announce it's breakfast for dinner. And we would just go insane. (laughs) Like my mom is the best mom in the world. She loves us so much. She's letting us have breakfast for dinner. And I remember the day where I was like flipping the pancakes at six o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, she did it because it was so much easier than making a real dinner. Like it was so funny. Like the scales fell from my eyes. (laughs) And I was like, this thing that I thought she did because she just was like, I want to
1: delight you was because she was like, it was a total 70s thing.
0: It's pancakes for dinner. I I can't face another dinner.
1: I never had that. But I remember I was in about third grade and I was over at uh, Michael O'Hara's house for dinner a couple blocks away. And could I stay for dinner? Yes, I might stay for dinner. And they had yeah pancakes and bacon for dinner. And and I was like, like, oh, to live in 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 such a world with such things in it.
0: Lions lay down with lambs. Like, it's like the world has gone mad. It's pancakes for dinner. Yeah. But that's what makes it so great. I might do that tonight. It's so
1: fun. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I agree that pancakes aren't labor intensive, though. I mean, you just have to stand there, stand there and watch it and watch it and watch it and flip it. And then you've made one. I know. It's yeah, different than it's, but
0: for some reason they're not as bad as dinner. Why?
1: I don't know. I think I think in the 70s, they just like everybody's world was smaller. Like, you know, our moms weren't gonna make sheep pan fajitas. Like, what were fajitas, right? Oh, I, God. Think.
0: I mean, that's the other perspective <laughs> that you should always bring into this. Our moms were not listening to a podcast that was like, try sheep pan fajitas. Like they were just like, here's your roast, here's a roll, go play outside. You know, I mean, it's great. Like, have a go-to dinner, but don't stress so much.
1: My uh, my mom did she pan Spanish rice. I'll have to ask her for that. That was her go-to dinner. And it just was, you know, it just was rice with, um, I think, a can of stewed tomatoes, like, mixed in with it and sort of a, like, plug-in, um, you know, countertop... Uh, saute pan oh, which, yeah. that was, was her favorite. This. Was it white with blue flowers? <laughs> it may as well have been. Oh yeah, Corningware. Corningware. Um, Corning I think she still has it. It was a we- I remember her always saying this was a wedding gift, and I love it. See, it w- that was her George Foreman grill. And if yeah. I may go back to the George Foreman Grill, I'm going to stand by it. And I'm going to say, if you want to I mean, make...
0: You can give as many tips as you want about your George Foreman Grill, but you are the only person left in the North American continent who still owns a George Foreman Grill. This episode should be brought
1: to us by the George Foreman Grill. <laughs> but it's not because there is no such thing. Well, I think you can For still like get them at a CVS. Years. Can't you still get them like in the know, bottom no, shelf? Maybe. But maybe. if you get it, if you make French toast on a George Foreman Grill, again, it's like this, two sides. You don't have to flip it. Grilled cheeses. I'm telling you, this thing is like, psh, forget it. Walk away. Come back. There's none of this. Um, there's none of this pancake flipping. Like, ooh, is it set yet? And let me try to get the, the spatula underneath it. It's it's foolproof for somebody like me who really just wants dinner on the table. All right, how what? Well, give me another go to dinner. Well, um, my my sister swears by the Weelicious website. Oh, like, I do love Weelicious. That's a great website, guys. If you're not on it. Yeah, and my sister's vegetarian. Her kids eat some meat. Uh, she has four little boys. So she's vegetarian. So she's always trying to get, you know, vegetarian means in for them because P.S. she's also making dinner for herself. Um, and so she swears by this vegetarian tagine. It's sort of it's tomato based. And I do think if you have a, almost anything with a can of stewed tomatoes, you can if, it, if it's if your kids will eat spaghetti and tomato sauce, they will eat most things that taste tomatoey. Right. So she has this vegetarian tagine that she makes all the time. So I'll put that recipe up. But she also says she makes her kids chickpea tikka masala and that they all love that. Mm. (laughs) So could be it's like your green soup. Like that sounds crazy to me. But she says her four little boys love chickpea tikka masala. So I will put that on the page as well.
0: Uh, That's in another like go to is um, just roasted chickpeas. I had them in a restaurant once. I mean, this was whatever, four years ago. And they were the most delicious – I couldn't – I was I, I was like, how does one magically make chickpeas so delicious? And the answer is you just put them in a pan and roast them, and they are like popcorn. They're so good. They get crunchy? Yeah, they get crunchy. Wow. They're delicious. Roasted chickpeas. I'll try to see, find it and put it up. But even my kids will eat those.
1: I think roasting roasting is the key to vegetables that one's kids will eat, right? Like my kids don't want – my kids don't want like frozen broccoli – cooked on the stovetop no with the that. Yeah. roasted broccoli in the oven is really, really good. We are so stuck
0: right now, but I, I make it every single night. Brussels sprouts and sweet potatoes, you just like cut them up raw, mm-hmm. put olive oil on them and roast them in the oven at 425 with like some garlic on them and olive oil. It really tastes good. Yeah. And the kids will eat it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's just again like uh, I find myself constantly like a uh, vegetable and then growing like steaming the broccoli or whatever. This is just like you just olive oil and roasted in the oven. It's so much better.
1: Danielle from our Facebook page says she serves a lot of roasted potatoes. Mm. But here's here's the the very important uh, go to dinners tip. She said her kids eat roasted potatoes because she calls them fries. So it's all mm. it's all in the branding. Marketing marketing and branding people. Right? It is all in the branding. My daughter who who says that that uh shellfish makes her feel sick, she also says that she can't eat beef. Beef doesn't make her feel well, but she can eat steak. Elizabeth says that her kids eat falafel as a go-to dinner. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, right? Like I'm like, mm, "Really?" I mean, but you can get them frozen at Trader Joe's. I might try that. You can't make them on a George Foreman grill huh? on a falafel <laughs> Listen, ball. It,
0: it's out for you cuz you're not making. <laughs> you're not
1: Uh, falafel. I'm putting that on my list. I I mean, I'm
0: I'm putting it on my new food Wednesday. We're going to try falafel.
1: Falafel for me is one of those things. Every time I eat it, I'm like, yeah, really? I don't like, it's just a fried thing of, I don't get, but
0: I would agree that sometimes falafel, unless I have like a big chunky falafel sandwich for lunch, right? It's like, what is its role in the dinner? You have to make (laughs) a whole, it's like a little side or something. I don't know. Yeah. uh, But, but you could probably put some vegetables in there. I sometimes feel like I'm not going to go way out of my way to make something that's not really particularly healthy anyway. Falafel. Right. Like, do I need to go the extra 10 miles to get them to, like, eat something that's deep
1: fried? Probably not. Megan. They all like falafel in college because everyone does. Yeah. Right. It's a a 3 a.m. kind of thing. So one of our listeners, Megan, says that she makes a dried beef hot dish. And I was like, what? what so is I keep beef? hearing
0: about hot dish. What's the deal? What is I it? I think
1: hot dish just means casserole. And I, I, I've i been looking online this morning, dried beef. It's like, so he takes some dried beef. I'm like, what's dried beef? So I think this might be a regional thing, but I'm going to put this up on the on the internet because she says dried beef. It's kind of like beef stroganoff, it but it's dried beef. And, and I'm like, do you have to, Dry the beef yourself. No, no you buy it. That's one of
0: those combinations of words that I hear: dry beef hot dish. And I'm like, I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> but it, it doesn't sound bad. I think a hot dish is
1: like a one pan casserole kind of thing. I, for some reason, always thought it was like an Asian thing, like hot pot. Hot pot, right? Yeah, okay. my kids, my kids like like that stuff, like hot pot, like newly things. But that's that's really that's a order in <sighs> kind of thing, right? That's I too know.
0: much. I really, I got to get this kid off of the no noodles thing because it's like it's shutting off an entire avenue of eating that is unacceptable.
1: I feel like, the, yeah, I feel like noodles are the way in to soup with any kind of soup, any kind of stew, any kind of main dish, like it's served over noodles. Okay. I'll just give you a little bit and you can eat mostly noodles. If the, if the goal is to get all your kids full, then then noodles are a good base. I have a go-to cookbook that has changed my life. Oh, do tell. It is
0: unfortunately out of print, but you can still get it on Amazon because you just get a used copy of it. And I'm going to tell you, this cookbook has revolutionized my life. It's called the America's Test Kitchen, which is, um, what's that magazine? You know, Cook's Illustrated. I think it's like the Cook's Illustrated people. I believe they're the same company. And it's called the Best Simple Recipes. And the whole point is that it's foolproof recipes that cook in 30 minutes or less. And it uses a lot of ingredients like rotisserie chicken, pre-made tortellini from the store. So it's more of like an assembly cookbook. This is where I found Epanadas. I have not cooked anything out of this cookbook that my kids won't eat. And it oh. is, everything takes 30 minutes. I'm going to put a link to it. You're going to have to buy it used. But I, I and, and one thing I want to do is try to see if we can find people who have more cookbooks like this for me. OK, like, these are simple 30 minutes. Sometimes it's like 30 minute meals and they're kind of creepy, like cream of mushroom soup mixed with canned. I don't know. Sometimes they get a little yucky for me. This is like all fresh
1: new easy food well there's an app that I like called treehouse table and we we actually met the developers of this last last May and um, it has I have found pretty good success with their recipes being stuff that doesn't take that long and it isn't it isn't overly dependent on process ingredients but my kids will eat them they do a there's a pasta with chicken and spinach and Agiago cheese. That sounds maybe a little exotic, but my kids all ate it.
0: Yeah, that's exactly the kind of stuff I need to try to find. All right, treehouse. I'm gonna look at that.
1: I think we have a lot of good resources. So we're gonna put I'm gonna put all of the uh, recipes that we tipped our hat to today. I'm gonna put all the links to them on our show. We're page. now
0: becoming a cooking website. On our website, right? That's right. Recipe website. We're gonna have to <laughs> rebrand. It's all recipes now.
1: That's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put them all up. We'll put a link to this very hard to get talk about the run that's going to exist on this um, out-of-print cookbook. Get get
0: ready, Best Simple Recipes, America's Test Kitchen. Like,
1: there's 40 copies. The last copy is going to sell for, like, $45,000. But we definitely want to hear from you. What are your go-to dinners? If you didn't tell us already, we want to hear from you. What are your go-to dinners? We want you to try some of these on our... uh, Show page and tell us what you think. And there's a couple of ways you can find us. You can find us on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast. We're also on Instagram at whatfreshhellcast. You could send us a picture of your go-to dinner.
0: And of course, we're tweeting. We're in Twitter, at
1: W... F H podcast. <laughs> yes. You I, I have so much it. trouble getting that one right. But anyway, that's where we are. And you can find all the recipes we talked about today on whatfreshhealthpodcast.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and give us a rating or a review on iTunes. And that's uh, go to dinners. Go,
0: go forth and make go to dinners one and all. And we'll see you on our next episode. Talk to you next week. Bye.